1: The hype is real. Woo. Caruso. Oh, I'm here. That's it. That's
0: Woo! This is last year's Bulls. It's not last year's Bulls. It's
1: just... Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. for part of the Blue Iron Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason, Pat, and Jason we got the first big piece of news from the Bulls offseason. Nikola Vucevic and the Bulls have agreed to a three-year, $60 million extension. To this point, we're recording this maybe an hour, hour and a half after the news was released. We don't have any additional details in terms of you know, what Vuce's starting salary is going to be, uh, if any part of the contract is non-guaranteed, if there's a Team option or a player option on the last year, uh, whatever it is, we don't know yet. But uh Vooch is coming back and he's coming back at a salary that is about in line with what an NBA starting center makes. Uh, it's certainly not the hometown discount, I don't think, that was reported uh by the Sun Times leading up to this deal, but Jace, how are you feeling about it? What was your snap reaction when you heard Vooch is coming back, three years, 60 million? Uh, I mean, my first
2: tweet was the, right when it came out, was Woof, uh, which might be a bit harsh, but, I mean, it does seem like, I think what Zach Lowe a couple days ago was like, they were looking at 55 or 65, three years, uh, which obviously split the middle. There's been, it had been about out there for a while now that it, it would probably come in around ar- around this number, um, which feels a lot like a lot. You said, like, what is he? I think he's the, like, 10th, 11th, or 12th, something like that highest paid center now. Uh, like, in a vacuum, the deal is fine for his production. He's, what, 17 and 12 the last couple years. His stats the last couple of years, like, are almost identical, actually, if you look to them, his counting stats for, like, points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, stats are, like, production-wise, fine. Three years, $60 million, seems fair. Cap going up. Uh, whatever. Um, but I do like the I obviously we have some questions in terms of Bulls team building and like what this means for what they're gonna do. We have been under the assumption that they're just going to run it back. The latest on Zach Levine is that the Bulls have talked to some teams, but that they're asking for a lot. They want obviously much more than the Wizards got for Bradley Beal. Does not seem to be any biters there, so it just seems like the Bulls are probably gonna mostly run this back uh and then hopefully use some uh some of their other. S- Resources to add to this team, which we'll talk about in a bit, but um, uh, but like three years, like, like, did they really have to give him three years? Uh, like they couldn't give him two, like, the third year is going to be interesting, is going to be very, we have not seen it as you mentioned. I just was reading the ESPN report, nothing in there. Shams was on uh, the rally for stadiums show, and he did not say anything. Casey, I don't think his article said anything about if the third year is going to be whatever player option, team option, partially guaranteed, fully non-guaranteed, something like that. So I think that is going to be key because again, like just who's giving Nicole Vucevic three, a big three-year deal at this point, other than the Chicago bulls was they really like him and want to maintain continuity. There were some rumors out there, like maybe the Rockets could get in there. If they strike out on some guys, the Rockets have been linked to a ton of different guys, Fred Van Vliet rumors that they're going to throw a bag at him, like Dylan Brooks, I mean, I saw like a Kyle Kuzma rumor, Brooke Lopez. Um, It seems like Brooke Lopez is probably going back to the Bucs, though. But uh, the Spurs were also a team with cap space. I mean, there's not that many teams with cap space that like need a starting center. But the Spurs were mentioned veteran big man to play next to Wemby. um, And they have cap space, too. But I mean, clearly, uh, I mean, there really really weren't any like set set in stone rumors about Like this team is interested in Nikola Vucevic. Because um, maybe I mean maybe it was just the assumption all along is that the Bulls are going to pay him and the, like no team even ever bothered because the bulls signaled that they were going to resign him and they didn't they never really looked to trade him uh now they not even letting him get the free agency even seeing if there's any sign and trades out there maybe the bulls saw the market and they just saw there was nothing out there but I mean bulls getting out ahead of this and doing this extension uh, again three years 60 million I believe they can out, they won't be able to trade him now for I think six months obviously that doesn't mean they can't trade him ahead of the trade deadline but in the vacuum, the deal is fine for his production, but like it just seems like the Bulls are bidding against themselves for a guy who's going to be 33 when the season starts, or like right when the season starts. You worry about decline. He did just have an outlier two point shooting season where he shot almost 60% on twos, which like is like way ahead of his career numbers. He played all 82 games and he's been pretty durable in his career. So, like, I don't know if you have to really worry about him breaking down too much in terms of injuries, but again, he's about to be 33 usually when you like when you pay a big contract you're paying you're hoping to pay for future production not just like this guy's been decently good for us for a few years after we traded so much for him so we have to pay him now uh otherwise like we're gonna look like assholes for trading all that and just letting him walk for nothing um so like i i think there is probably some sunk cost fallacy here um i I mean this front office seems to really like Vooch. i mean AK. Talked talked about the Vooch trade and how it's worked out well for, the, for them in the, the release today on the on the, the new deal. We talked about how Vooch has been performing at an elite level for the Bulls. So like they just like I think really like what Vooch brings to the table and like and they gave up so much for him and they don't want to have egg on their face. So they get out ahead of this. They s- sign him this deal. Like, am I super angry at it? Not really. Like I'm kind of I'm not surprised that it's coming. Do I think they probably overpaid a bit for where he's at, like age wise, and just where this team is at? Did they have to do this? I feel like no. Uh, But we'll see. Ricky, your thoughts.
1: Yeah. I wish I had like a hotter take on this. Yeah. (laughs) In general, I feel like 20 million a year is probably fair for Vooch. My initial reaction to this deal is that they bid against themselves. But I do think that it's possible San Antonio could have been an option for him or maybe even going back to the Magic. Uh, but I also thought if the Bulls lost Vuc, like what were they really losing? They were losing durable, above-average center play, to be sure. But the bigger issue beyond Vuc's individual box score numbers is how good the team is with it. And we know that Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic, those three together, have never been that good together. Uh, you know, is it you could sort of blame it on the supporting cast, you could blame it on any one of the individual members. But you know, those three guys when they share the court have not been winning their minutes for the Bulls. I thought that maybe moving off Vooch, trying to find a new look of a center, maybe a you know, a three more of a stretch five, who that guy is, tough to find. Maybe a more athletic center. It's going younger, even. Defense. Like who fit that mold? Yeah. Younger, cheaper. Uh, so in general, I mean, I don't like totally hate it. I wanted three. I wanted two years, as we've been talking about on this podcast. I did not want to give Vooch a third year. I really hope the third year is a team option. I don't think it's going to be, considering it hasn't been reported as yeah, that it's yet. It's very interesting that that hasn't come out yet. So, yeah, man. I mean, the Bulls have a lot of work to do. And even if we give them the benefit of the doubt, which would be that they will go into the luxury tax by using basically their full mid-level exception this year. And then if they suck at the trade deadline, try to pivot out and shed salary so that they end up not paying the tax. Like, even if we give them that benefit of the doubt, I still think that they're just like pretty damn far away from building a team in the Eastern conference that can have a chance at winning one playoff series. I think that should at least be the goal, right? Like, clearly the Bulls are not trying to win the championship, but they want to remain competitive. Right. Just, like, making the playoffs and losing right away should not be satisfying to the organization. Try to win a series. So to do that, like, the only pivot they really have left is just adding volume Yeah, spending out of it, yeah. Shooters, One right. thing they've never done, they were dead last in three-point attempts each of the last two seasons. They only took about 28 threes a game. Now, obviously, DeRozan and Vooch take up a pretty fair amount of the offensive oxygen, especially in the half court. And those guys don't shoot threes, really. I mean, Vooch up the volume this past year, he hit 35%. Uh but they need they need more volume shooters around them. So I guess that's kind of what I would hope for going into this offseason. Just realistically, like we know that the Bulls have a horrible offseason every single year. Basically, <laughs> the year they signed Tomas Sadoransky and Thad Young is like a top three Bulls off. Season. We were very excited about that. <laughs> and that's like a should be pretty mid. But instead, that was like the most jacked we've ever been. Uh so they have an obvious need for shooters. They chose not to address it in the draft, getting another, you know, athletic skillless wing in Julian Phillips. And I guess I'd be more okay with this Vooch deal if they can add some shooters on the roster. As the roster is presently constructed with Vooch locked in for 20 million a year for 3 more years, uh I mean, the team is just not good enough. So it's hard for me to be like jacked up about this deal. Like, I guess it's fair. Vooch is a good player. Vooch had, you know, his first year here. I think people had a tendency to make him the scapegoat for all the team's problems. And I think last year he sort of quieted that. Like, his durability was great. His defensive rebounding was great. He could execute the scheme defensively. And he just shot better all over the floor. Starting with three point range, I think he moved from like 31 to 35%. And then, like you said, from two point range, he was on fire in the short mid-range and the long mid-range. So the one thing that could really make this a good deal for the Bulls is if Vooch has a late career shooting renaissance, the way some other big men have had in their careers. I'm thinking obviously Brooke Lopez, Marcus Sol. Uh so that's kind of what I want to see from Vooch. He needs to get better as a three-point shooter. He needs to continue to stretch out his range because that's the hole on the team. And honestly, he takes about as many threes as anyone on the team. I think per 100 possessions, like probably only Levine and Kobe shoot more threes than Vooch, I would guess. Uh, so the Bulls need to take more threes. Vooch is a pretty good center. I'm happy to have him around. I just don't know if he like really moves the needle towards team success. Right. It's hard for me to be super excited about it.
2: Right, and I and I mentioned this before, like those like in the play in tournament. I feel like he was like invisible. He didn't like he didn't do anything. Uh, like he, again, he's fine. Like he's a pretty fine player, but just he just like if Vooch was like thirty, I'd be like whatever. Like even with the Bulls kind of be like whatever they have. It's just like you're giving three years to a thirty-three year old center who just like just like three years twenty million. Like I feel like you just like really don't do that anymore. Uh, but the Bulls again, they're just I think with their goals, they're fine. Just kind of keeping a team that can kind of hang around and kind of be in the playoff mix and maybe they get lucky and like, that's fine with them. Uh, obviously now, like,
1: I'll say here though, Jace, like do you, there is value in just like protecting the salary slot. Sure. Yeah. If
2: you like a lot of, like a lot of people are doing the tradable, like, Oh, it's a tradable contract. I guess we'll see if it is Uh obviously this like new, this new CBA coming out. Um Like, I don't know, like if the bulls want to pivot like this season, if things are going bad, like, will you be able to trade and his I guess again, the third year, I feel like it's just such a big part of this. Like we really need to know what, what is on the third year of this deal because if it is non-guaranteed, that it looks a lot better because just a three-year, like fully guaranteed vooch deal, or even if that third year is a player option, which I would assume when he's 35, he'll be opting into 20 million, uh, even with the cap going up. So like that third year is just so important. It's like, is it is that tra- salary that tradable? I'm not sure it will be. I guess the, and we'll see how like much how his production kind of goes, but um, you I mean yeah losing him for nothing would have been would have looked bad it would have been tough, uh, which is why they probably should have traded him ahead of this past deadline, but that's a whole different conversation uh so like so having a, having was we've talked about how the bulls just like haven't had like salaries to use like reasonable salaries to use in trades, so like maybe this twenty million a year will be something that could be used in a trade for something better or if you're just looking to dump the money, maybe it won't be that hard to like get off of it. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I know like a few people of uh, some of our guys on Bulls Twitter are livid at this deal. Like our guy, Matt, uh, I know he was adamant about not paying more of the M- the MLE. And like, I would have re- preferred like an mle con- contract or like 50 million a year. Our guy, Doug Tonus has been railing against Vooch. Uh, there was just like no reason to bring him back. Um, and like, I'm not quite as like negative on the deal uh, on this deal as that. But I'm still just like, as you mentioned, like who are you bidding against did you have to go three years on this like you couldn't do like a one and one even um but so we'll see uh it's basically my I almost just like a shrugging of the shoulders because we kind of saw this coming like there's uh based on everything that was out there the Bulls wanted to bring it back they have now agreed to this deal at kind of the number that a lot of people were talking about so uh, it kind of is what it is and we will now see. What, they, what else they do this offseason. So let's look ahead now with the free agency coming up. It's Right now, it's Wednesday afternoon. We're recording this Friday, 5 p.m., I believe, is 5 p.m. Central, is when free agency will open. The moratorium opens. The Bulls now, I believe, are something like 26 million below the luxury tax line with this Vooch deal in place. Kobe White and Io both got qualifying offers given to them. Uh, make them restricted free agents. The assumption here is Kobe white is coming back. I know Jake Fisher had like a big thing on the, uh, a big kind of Intel dump today. And there was a huge bull section that basically said a whole bunch of nothing. That's kind of where some, he wrote about like the Spurs rockets, Vucevic stuff. He talked about Zach and how, again, that there's like no interest in like any other teams paying up for a Zach trade. And again, we do not want, we'll actually talk about some of the Zach stuff in a bit because there is some Zach stuff to talk about, but uh that They're want to bring back AO and Kobe or Io and Kobe. Uh, and like the Kobe number will be interesting to see what that comes comes in at. Like, is someone gonna give him more than an MLE deal? Like looking at the teams with cap space. I mean, you don't need cap space, you can always work out a sign and trade, but like uh for a team that can just come out and straight up steal him, like with cap space. Like, uh again, it doesn't seem like the Rockets are there, the Spurs, I don't know. Like, I was thinking the Pistons could maybe be a team that might throw like an offer sheet. Their backup point guard is Killian Hayes. I don't think they have someone else. And Killian Hayes is bad uh, or has been really bad. Uh, so like, I don't know if anyone's going to come out and throw like Kobe, like a plus MLE offer sheet, but like if someone if, like they offered an MLE, like what 12 million, 13 million a year. I think that's pretty easily matchable for the bulls. The Iowa one's more interesting than me because he was not good last year. And again, I'm an Iowa guy who's awesome in Illinois. His rookie season was really promising and just did not take a step forward. And again, with the Bulls needing more shooting in their rotation, like Iowa, I'm, I'm kind of just be I'd be fine if they don't if they let him go. But I almost wonder if he's gonna sign the qualifying offer. Like, do who's offering Iowa like a, a long-term contract out there after the year he had? Um, and the fact that his shooting is so questionable. I'm I'm really curious what you think about kind of that situation, the point guard situation, and just in general, the Bulls, they have kind of, it seems like they're, whatever, they got Vooch, they got DeMar, they got Zach, it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. Patrick Williams, he's extension eligible, we'll see if anything gets done there. They need a point guard. You got the Kobe. You got IO situation. There are D Rose rumors out there, but I think Casey recently said that he doesn't think that's going to happen. I think the D Rose stuff kind of there's been rumblings in multiple places. That kind of feels like teams just be like, oh, Derek Rose is a free agent. Bulls need a point guard. Like maybe they're going to go sign him to bring him back and like to like get the fans excited. It, I would be kind of surprised if if they signed D Rose. But your take on the point guard situation with IO Kobe uh, and kind of their free agencies.
1: Yeah, you know, I'd be a little, like, I don't think Io's is as bad as he was last year. I think that there's probably a middle ground between yeah. his effectiveness as a rookie and where he was last year. And just for a team that really lacks young talent, I would be a little hesitant to let Io go. If you could sign him to a super team-friendly two- or three-year deal, I think that that would make the most sense, where he's making under $5 million per season. I don't think he's going to get $5 million per season anywhere else on the open market. Uh, so it could make sense for IO himself to just play on that one year offer and then be an unrestricted free agent the next summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately the bulls have too many guys who sort of fit this profile of like right. athletic, long and can't shoot and they need more shooters to complement their best players. So that has to start with Patrick Williams taking a leap as a volume shooter, not even just as an overall player, but just as a three point shooter would ha- really help make the team fit better uh so i'm not super jacked up about losing io kobe i think you know maybe see what's out there in a sign and trade uh you could make kobe the starting point guard and i think that that would be okay i do think kobe's improved over the last couple years i think he'd be worth the money if he's on a 14 million dollar deal and i think he'd be tradable because he's young and he can shoot and decent height for his position at least uh but I'm not like clamoring for that like really I just want the Bulls to make some moves and add some shooters like if they're rocking with Vooch DeRozan and Levine all you can really do is say they they got those three
2: guys you got Patrick Williams you got and you say they do start Kobe White you gotta like just totally revamp the bench rotation with just volume shooters so like you sign you need to get a, a that's the thing with like Io it's like if you bring him back, it's like, is he going to be your backup point guard who can't shoot? Uh You got Drummond, who I think he still has a dis- player option decision to make. I think that deadline is today. So that might happen by the time we are done recording. But he said he was going to opt in, which is, I mean, fine. If Drummond's back is the backup center, that's fine. Like he's as a backup center, he's totally at 3 million a year, or whatever it is. Like, that's fine. But then like, okay, you need like three, you need to go sign through like three just volume shooters to add to your bench, because uh, then you have Dalen and Julian Phillips kind of like more at the end. Marco's got to go. Uh, who else? Who am I missing here on this roster? Who's still kind of there?
1: Well, so Javante's a free agent. Javante's Dave a free Joe, agent. Jones. So, like,
2: maybe you bring Javante back to be an end of the bench energy guy, but like, I think you just need to really, like out of like those three, if you have like IO, DJJ, and Javante, I feel like one comes back and like that's fine. Because then you have Phillips and Dalen, who are your energy guys. Yeah. Like I know they're young and raw, but like man, maybe you want you just can't have so many fucking energy guys who can't shoot. So like if you're gonna re- revamp like the bench rotation, you need to find three guys to shoot the ball. Uh and if they can use that full mid level of twelve million, like split that into two. Uh use the bi- biannual on a shooter. so that's like a couple guys where you sign what, maybe what, like, six million a year and then like a four million a year guy, like you can probably split that and find at least a few decent shooting options
1: out there. Um and, and just in terms of their shooters, they need guys with size. That's why I keep saying Udawan and Abby and George Niang are probably their two best options because both those guys, I think, are six eight, six nine. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they were just too small last year. They were playing too many four-guard lineups. Billy loves running out a bunch of little guards and like Beverly Beverly throwing in this, this to like uh
2: Jake Fisher's thing said that the Bulls would like to bring him back but that he is gonna have uh options from contenders he's been talking on Twitter like he's gonna be back but so like, again if you bring him back like you just can't have like him IO Djj, Javante like all these guys back on teams at so, again at some point it's just like you're bringing back the same goddamn rotation and like the 14 and 9 thing we just they can't believe that the 14 and 9 thing is like because we did this, like we are an absolute con- contender right now. They just can't go into the next season thinking that because of the team, they had to close the season that went 14 to nine after they added Beverly. It's like that, that team is going to like extrapolate to like a 50 some win team and like go far. They should have gotten, they were getting wiped out by the Raptors in the play And then they lost in a horrible game against Miami down the stretch. Like they're still not that good. Even if like they brought these guys back. So like, so yeah, they just can't bring all these same guys back. So like yeah, you you who, you, have, you have any other names? You mentioned Utah, Georges Niang. Any other names How about out there? Javon the Carter
1: opted yeah. out of his deal with the Bucks today. I think he shot forty five percent from three last year. Obviously a bulldog defender,
2: it's a little shorter side, but again, be, like I'd rather have him than Iowa or even Beverly as your
1: backup maybe, point guard. I mean, maybe him than Kobe because his shooting numbers. To this point in his career, have been better than Kobe's, and shooting is Kobe's signature skill. And he's obviously way better than Kobe on defense, even as Kobe has improved. So I think a Kobe sign and trade could make sense for the Bulls. You know, you could I guess there's a scenario where Kobe could burn the bulls like Markinen did. Uh but I don't know. It's like you can't just hold on to all your guys. You've right. got to make that's trade. the problem. <laughs> Like, the, it's, it's overvaluing important. guys. So, yeah, guys. need to make some moves. Uh, there needs to be some tough decisions. Like, it makes sense to bring Kobe back because he's young and he can shoot, and they need guys who are young and they need guys who can shoot. But maybe there's another pivot they can make where they could fill that backup point guard spot. How about with Damian Lee? Could he be on a minimum deal? He's only about 6'2". He's mostly just a shooter, but, you know, could be a more reliable floor spacer next to DeRozan. And just in general, man, like, are they planning to re-sign DeMarc? To me, that's the big question going forward. And then, like, you know, are they going to bid against themselves for DeRozan, too? Like, what is, what's a fair value even look like for DeRozan? So, I don't know. They have a lot of issues still. I think it's possible that they could maybe get into, like, competitive first-round team territory. Yeah. By signing a couple good shooters, but don't forget that Zach, DeMar, and Vooch were all in the top 11 of the NBA last year in total minutes played. Patrick Those guys Williams really also, terrible. yeah, and Patrick Williams played all 82 games, so uh, they might not get so lucky this year with their durability,
2: right? Yeah, like if there's injuries, and like we start seeing Dalen and like Julian Phillips, I mean, like it was a couple years ago, the injuries were obviously with that i mean the, when the injuries hit towards the end of the year that just the team totally fell apart and they were brutal and last year that they were mostly healthy and they still were very mid uh so yeah like if you if those guys start actually missing time and uh, depending on what they do in free agency, like if they don't have the guys that can actually fill in, like it could get uglier. Uh so you, you definitely worry about you worry about the health thing not being quite as lucky. Again, Lonzo aside, Lonzo's not there. We'll see what they do with Lonzo's contract. Again, that's going to be a huge thing to see if they if they do anything, if they file for that disabled player exception. Uh if they just kind of let them sit there. Um we'll see again it's just 20 million on the cap that's doing nothing for you. Uh but if I mean if they really believe in this team, like I feel like you just can't have that money sitting there. So,
0: yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Uh, I'm trying to get there, if there. Were any other names out there? You mentioned some of them already. Um, we've kind of gone over some. of this. I mean, some of the other like more pro, pro, high-profile names, like um, guys like Struess and Gabe Vincent. So it looks like Bruce Brown's going back to Denver. No surprise there. Looks like Gabe Vincent probably back to Miami. Struess looks like he might leave. Might leave, but there's a pretty big market for him. Uh, I think I saw a report from Ian Begley today about Dante DiVincenzo Vincenzo interest. Uh, from the bulls but there'll be a competition for him as well like these are all like like i don't know if those guys will sit like be like full mle guys like Struess, obviously has been pretty good on a team that's been in the finals a few times and almost made it two years ago um again a lot of competition there uh vincenzo was decent for the warriors he's been kind of up and down in his career i know he's dealt with some injuries but like is he going to be a full mle guy like do you want to spend full MLE on just one guy or did I mean they could again they could use a couple different guys in the rotation. Uh, what do you think about any of those names so you, if they're even gettable at all?
1: Run through them again, Jace.
2: Like Struce, Max Struce, Gabe Vincent, Dante
1: DiVincenzo. Yeah. I think those guys would be pretty good. I just like are you going to give Max Struce the full mid-level exception and then that's really your only move? Right. Like I think that Strews definitely fits as a volume shooter, though. He'll get him up. He's actually not as accurate as people think he is. But it's
2: but he gets him up.
1: (laughs) It's possible, you know, the percentage could improve over time for sure. Uh, So, yeah, like, I'm fine with any of those names, I think. But really, like, I don't want the Bulls to just get one guy and be like, see, we got a shooter. It's like. Bulls in today's nba (laughs) most teams have four shooters on the floor at all times you were literally dead last in three-point attempts each of the last two years so you can't just sign one guy and be like this guy will totally fix the problem by himself especially if he's not a guy who's projected to play 30 minutes a game so i would like the volume play with shooting more than anything else and there are some decent names on this free agent list this year that could potentially help him out but uh, the Bulls are not going to have a lot of wiggle room like underneath the apron, even if they go into the luxury tax. So I think their best move is to make some trades. And I would like to see Arteris Karnashova actually be as creative as some people tend to say he is, because, you know, re-signing Vooch, like, that was just the most convenient move for the Bulls, right? Like, we'll slightly overpay him, we'll give him the third year, but... It's just the most convenient thing to do to get a solid starting center is to pay him, but the team still has a lot of issues, so they need to get more creative to answer some of the questions with the team, and that starts with making trades. Like, they hadn't made a trade before the Julie Phillips one since acquiring DeRozan, right? So, uh, this is the time to do it, and they should start this week.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I, you mentioned the DeMar thing. I meant to mention the DeMar thing. I am wondering if and it would not surprise me if they give DeMar like a two-year whatever, 80 million. Because I was thinking about this when I was seeing like the Fred Van Vliet stuff about Houston like giving him like a two year, like $85 million, like max. Uh that I could see the Bulls giving that to DeMar. Again, the question is then when you start talking about like the, the money wise and this all adding up in the luxury tax. Uh, like, are they going to move forward there with like DeMar making 40 million like next season and Zach making 40 some million and Booch making 20 and then Patrick Williams is eligible for an extension like and Kobe's going to have to do. Are they really going to be paying all these guys this much like next season? Uh, obviously, that's that's a bit down the road. They can obviously pivot out of stuff uh, this year if things don't go well. But uh, it would not surprise me if DeMar gets like a two year extension uh, this offseason at all. Uh, that's like 40 million a year, maybe 30 something. Um, which like if it's two years, again, DeMar has earned it. Uh again, it would more be just like the, the direction the bulls are going. And it's like, what are you doing by like with this, just that kind of signal? Because like I, I would totally I totally want to see DeMar get, get that paid and get that one last big deal. He's totally earned it. It's just like on this bulls team, I don't want them to do it. And I've said this whole time, like, I don't want the bulls sinking a ton of more money into this core, but they've done it with Vooch now, and if they do it with DeMar, too, it'll just be like I just don't really know about doing this with this aging core that has won one playoff game in two seasons, and then obviously with the Vooch, they didn't make the playoffs in the first Vooch season. So it's like not really sure what you're doing there. So we will see uh, what I they do. do. Think
0: the,
1: nobody is more satisfied with where the Bulls are at than Arturus kind of is though. The fans <laughs> are obviously pissed. Media members are like, how are they not just tanking towards the bottom of the league? But Artur's kind of show this is like, we're right where we want to be. We're serious about winning. We're getting better. Well, that's because your goals are pathetic, dude. Like you're not really trying to build a contender by just locking in this court. You're basically taking the most convenient way out while keeping butts in the seats that you possibly can. And I'm not super jacked up for a Bulls full teardown rebuild, especially because I covered the draft and I've been saying for a long time that these next two drafts are going to be pretty bad drafts in terms of the top talent available. Essentially, you judge a draft by, is there a number one guy who's so obviously awesome that not even the world's stupidest team could screw it up? Wembenyama is like that, okay? Every team, even the dumbest team in the league, would have taken Wembenyama number one overall. And that's what makes a strong draft. These next two drafts, there's no obvious top player. I'm sure there will be very good players throughout both of those. sure crafts but that doesn't mean that you should you know just give away your good players and your hope is well we're gonna find a franchise changing superstar with a top three pick in 2024 and 2025 because i'm not sure if there's gonna be one. uh so i'm fine with the team remaining competitive but i don't want the team to remain stagnant because right this team is not really worth holding on to at least fucking tinker around the edges and at least like try to address the very obvious deficiencies that are evident in the team from anyone who just pulls up their basketball reference page like (laughs) uh it should be rocket science to fix this team and it needs to start with our tourists getting creative so we'll see and spending
2: they gotta spend like okay like whatever the the, when it comes to the luxury tax again we kind of mentioned they're at I think like 26 million under right now. We'll see what this Vooch contract ends up actually being. We'll see if it's like 17. I guess the problem is, I would guess it's kind of 20, 20, 20. I mean, maybe they do lower this year and then like, but I wouldn't, I feel like raising it, having that contract going up like as he gets older seems like a terrible idea. So, like, I don't know if they'll have it lower to try to keep this year a bit more, give them a bit more flexibility under the tax. But again, they're about 26 ish million, I think, right now. If it is, assuming it's a 20 million a year, basically just like flat three years again you see what they do with kobe the mid-level is 12.4 they have a biannual exception maybe they have something from lonzo we'll see how much they pay i believe the apron would be something like 171 172 i think it's something like that the first apron the second apron is like 10 million above that's like 180 not gonna worry about the second apron the bulls are not paying that for this team but even for the first one at least go into luxury tax now you can always get out of it later whether that's dumping salary, there's guys that can dump whether like if the things, if this goes bad in the middle of the season, maybe then they make a big trade with Demar, or Zach or Vooch, or they'd trade like Caruso into a trade exception for draft picks. Uh, and then you just take no salary back there. There are ways to get out of the luggage tax. So please, if they're, they're going to move forward with this big three, go spend as much as you can with what these, these resources go into the tax. Again, that doesn't mean you are paying the tax if you're paying it now. Or if you're into it now, it depends on what happens at the end of the season. They can always get out of it later. So spend out of it again, get creative and do that. The last point here that I meant to bring up before that I kind of hinted at before in terms of the bulls, like in the rebuild thing and like just totally tearing it down and giving away players for nothing. uh, I know like this kind of goes back to the Zach Levine stuff does not. It, for whatever reason, it seems like. Zach is just not valued around the league by a lot of other people who talk about the league, uh, and because the, and this kind of went viral. Our guy Michael Pena at the Ringer, your f- former SB Nation uh, coworker, had an idea that the Bulls should trade Zach Levine for Tobias Harris and like some draft capital. Uh, and that's basically it. Some draft capital is like nothing. Because the Sixers have like nothing to offer draft capital wise. That's interesting. I think they can offer like a first in like five or six years or some shit like that. It's so like it'd be basically a salary dump for Tobias Harris's expiring contract. The notion being that the Bulls would be somewhat competitive still with Tobias Harris, who's a pretty good player. Uh, and then you whatever his contract expires, maybe DeMar expires. You have a bunch of cap space the following year. And then you kind of build through there. It just makes no sense the idea made no sense to me at all why are you like what's the point of dumping zach levine for like absolutely nothing like if you're gonna rebuild you gotta get at least some assets back to rebuild with and like if you're gonna play the free agency game then you like need some good players to like entice free agents to come uh it was like the t- t- big free agents are gonna get max contracts anyway so like you're not gonna just be like hey look we have a max salary slot come here to our dog shit team that has nobody so like that whole premise just the fact the idea of the Bulls just kind of trading Zach to just get off his contract which his contract is not bad he's really good he played a lot of games last year he's been pretty durable since his torn ACL uh, I know he had the knee problem a couple of years ago but like he played through it and was still like he wasn't himself but he was still pretty damn good he's played a lot of games compared to some of the other stars out there like the Bulls should not just be dumping Zach Levine for dog shit like that's like if you're gonna rebuild, and we've talked about how we we're fine if the Bulls I went to tear it down, which they're clearly not gonna do, you can't just trade Zach Levine for absolutely nothing, basically for for whatever cap relief and like no no uh, draft cap. It's just you can't make the trade. Just keep him on the team. Uh, and if whatever, you could probably tank with Zach Levine if you traded other guys, which again they're not gonna do. But and then if he asked out after that, then you trade him with what three years left in his deal, you're telling me like a Zach Levine, if he has a good season last year, like maybe he wouldn't, but like maybe he would have a down year or get hurt, which would obviously be the risk. But like, if he if Zach has another really good season, like you're telling me you couldn't get something good in a trade for him when he's got three years left to team control when he's in his prime, like that's just nonsense. Like,
1: don't just go ahead. Zach's contract is going to look better. Once a lot of these players who are about as good as he is, start signing way more lucrative deals. Right. Yes. That too. On. And cap yeah. going up. Yeah. Pep is going up. Everyone's going to get bigger deals. Also, Zach didn't make all NBA to get the booster. So, you know, like Jalen Brown is going to be making significantly more than Zach on his next deal. I do think those things matter. Pino would only suggest that trade if he believes Zach Levine is a negative asset on the Bulls on his current deal. And I just think that that's wild to believe that he's a negative asset on that contract. I think the contract is fine. He's paid quite a bit. But I don't think it's a total albatross as long as he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he's going to earn the money. He earned the money just fine his first year on the team. The biggest point that confuses me about this discussion is the idea that the Bulls need to trade Zach Levine to tank. If the bulls want to tank, they can tank with Zach Levine. <laughs> Most of Zach Levine's career on the bulls have been on tanking teams. He has not been able to raise the floor of the team by himself, despite the fact that yes, he's very good. So uh, if you want to tank, move the other guys and keep Levine, as long as Levine stays healthy, there's no reason to just give him away for nothing. Yeah. So right. I think he's going to earn that contract as long as he's durable. Uh, and if a good deal a value positive deal comes up sure trade him i'm yeah, not holding on to him i don't have any special i'm fond of him but i don't have a special affinity towards him in terms of wanting to keep him around but uh you know he just he helps your team building in a sense because he can really shoot the ball and no one else on the team can shoot he can also apply a lot of room pressure off the dribble stuff so he has some things he's good at we know the things he's not as good at and in general, it makes no sense to dump him. Right. Yeah. I mean,
2: just looking at like a team salary cap as it, go, it continues to go up 106, we're at like 170 luxury tax, first apron the salary caps at what 136. It's going to keep going up. Zach's going to be taking up a what? A third or a fourth of the, of the cap, like in a few years, uh, something like something in that range, like. Most, whatever, a number two, number three option. That makes sense to be taking up that much of your salary cap on, like, any team. So, like, it's just not a bad deal. There's no no-trade clause. And, like, he's in his prime. Uh, Obviously, again, stars, if they ask out, they often kind of direct where they go. It's so, like that could limit the market for a deal. But, uh, again, he hasn't, he hasn't asked out yet. Uh, So, like, if the Bulls wanted to be proactive and trade him, yeah, you're not going to go out and be proactive and trade him just for nothing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And, like, to do what? To whatever, if you trade him for nothing, and say you just trade Demar for whatever a little, a few assets, like, and you're restarting with like almost from absolutely nothing, and with no, with just no trade assets either, like, what are you doing? You're like, you're just dooming yourself for like multiple years of like just praying, tanking, and just like whatever taking on bad contracts into your cap space, because the Bulls aren't going to like whatever trade these guys and then build through a free agency. That's just not can't imagine it's not gonna happen i can't imagine like a couple guys all of a sudden like want to go team up with the bulls or something like that because they have a lot of cap space like like the heat like they did with the heat and back in the day like it just doesn't seem like a good way to go i know the bulls aren't in a great spot space right now but like trading zach levine for dog shit and basically nothing it's just not, way more depressing and not the way to go so yeah that was obviously that was a very popular topic on bulls twitter the last couple of days peanut got a lot of people riled up and uh it's felt like we had to address it here as well before free agency begins, but um, I think that's about it here, Ricky. Do you got anything else here? Any other final takes here before free agency opens in a couple a couple day couple nights here? Well, Jason, I'm moving back to Chicago,
1: so that's right. Be around uh, to do any immediate reaction podcast, but we'll get one early next week. Next week, yeah, good. yeah. I'm out. So- yeah, I mean it's a it's a holiday weekend. Obviously,
2: you're moving back. I'm I'm gonna be out Friday night, so I'm not gonna be around then. I got stuff going on all weekend, so yeah, we will have definitely some reaction. We'll see what the Bulls do if they do anything in the first in the first few days of free agency. There's usually a flurry of moves uh, right away, but maybe the Bulls wait around. We'll see, or maybe they'll strike quickly. Either way, we will definitely have some reaction early next week sometime. Uh, again, yeah, and welcome back to Chicago. Hashtag the return, uh, and hopefully we don't have. Ricky's return and <laughs> of return 2.0 from Derrick Rose. But uh we'll see. It's we'll be glad to have you back uh in the city, Ricky. Uh if your time in, in Iowa. So so yeah, that's gonna do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. As we go into NBA free agency, there's gonna be tons of great podcast content. On NBA free and seeing the offseason uh call across the Blue Wire Network. So if you like what we're doing here and want to go listen to some other some uh, co- uh coverage of other teams or just the league in general, go please go check out some of the other great pods all across Blue Wire. And of course, Blue Wire has way more than just NBA pods. So check out the entire catalog of podcasts at Bluewire.com. For us here at Cash Considerations, HGAPL's podcast. As always, please give us those ratings, give us those five star ratings. We're on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all these places where you get your podcasts. Please give us your feedback, give us those ratings, help us out. On Twitter, you can follow me at uh, at Bulls underscore J. Follow Ricky at SPN underscore Ricky. And please go check out ClutchPoints.com, SBNation.com for all your great NBA off-season content and, of course, sports in general. We cover it all. So happy free agency, everybody. Happy Nikola Vucevic Contract Extension Day to everybody who's celebrating. We are not, but uh, whatever. We're going to throw up our hands and say, it's fine, it's whatever. We need to get the details of this of this contract, and we'll make a, a better judgment after that. But uh, we will talk to you guys next time after free agency opens, uh, probably sometime next week. Take care.